Welcome back to another excruciating episode of the Burning Eden Podcast. I am Bath, your suave, smooth, spicy Satanist. And I'm Mel, your favorite big titty heathen. So, Mr. O'Metal, Mr. Yes. Bath O'Metal, yes, yes, that's your name. It is an can Irish you name. Believe, can you believe it's almost been two years since doing the shit show? I know. Time flies when you have a mediocre show. I mean, it's it's what we do best, honestly. You if, know. If, you, if you set the bar low enough, you know, they can be disappointed. Well, I mean, that's the only reason why I agreed to be your co-host, so. This bitch. <laughs> listen, listen. I'm used to being called a disappointment, so I knew that I had the qualifications. Okay. You are a okay. professional disappointment. You're goddamn right. I'm so proud. Thank you. Thank you. Anyways, on today's episode, we have the absolute pleasure of speaking with the host of Truth Wanted. Welcome, what? Objectively Dave. Hey. Hello, hello. Hello. Hi, What's how's up, it going? Man? Going good. I'm glad I get to be here for the two-year mark. You know, Fuck it's yeah! Pretty cool, pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's so special, so special. <laughs> it's objectively been almost two years. Oh man! <laughs> oh my god! You know what? No one has he's, ever he's made it. Fucking no one's ever like, made a joke about my name before. Like that. right. that's no, really never. original. No, that's original, that. yeah. original, <laughs> original yeah. comedy here only. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm so sorry for him. I, I'm so I sorry. I think I am objectively funny. <laughs> Fucking hate you. So it's objectively your oh. first name, or is there Dan comma objectively? Which one is it, sir? We're kind of confused. If only people have asked me that, you know, the reason why I chose this name, believe mm. it or not, is I saw Frank Turek in person one time, believe it cool. or not. And he mm. was doing this talk and he was talking about objective morality. Mm. And the way he talked about objective morality, as you've probably seen him talk about, it's just very silly. It's not objective at all. Right. And you can, it's just, and you can kind of apply the, you know, adjective objective to pretty much anything. So I just said, well, I guess I'm just objectively Dan now because that's just how it works. So, like, that, that's kind of I mean, the story behind that, right? So, you know, fucking love it. Yes. Yeah. 20 years later, still here. <laughs> still well, well, thank you so much for being here yes. with us. Uh, we really, really are excited to have you. But before we get into the nitty gritty, Ooh. do you know what time it is, Mel? What time is it? It's time for the final verse of the day. Hold on. Today's Ooh. Bible verse is actually sponsored. Oh my God. Yes. So, all the way from TikTok, <laughs> please welcome the atheist troll with his new product, Bible Glad. Oh, I'm so glad. Did an atheist just ask you to read your Bible and you don't like it? Don't get Bible mad. Get Bible glad with excuses. That's right. You don't need to provide justification for your beliefs with excuses. Like, it's an incorrect translation. You just don't understand it. You don't have the Holy Spirit. Or you're taking it out of context. Careful using excuses in public because it can make you look like an idiot. Get Bible glad with excuses. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. I love it. Oh, I didn't mean to cover your face like yeah. that. Sorry about you got Mike Wazowski. How rude. Well, thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Y'all got sponsored content on this show. That's <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sponsored. So, <laughs> yeah. We're the but, real deal, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, third okay. tradition, we would love the guests to read the Bible verse of the day. So what do you have for us, Mr. Of course. So I definitely super, super prepared and definitely really thought this through <laughs> today. I didn't, I didn't take this within the last 10 minutes of showing Oh, up. no, no, not no. at all. So just reassuring everybody out there that thinks contrary, because that is that is the truth here. And mm. I thought I'd pick a different one than what you guys probably typically talk about. And it is mm. Matthew 21 verses 18 through 22. Okay, And this is the new international version. Now, you may have heard of this verse before. It's about where Jesus curses a fig tree. OK, oh. I did not really hear about this verse growing up. But like it's it's really funny in contrast when you think about Jesus as this great teacher who's very thoughtful and very wise and then just ramp just kind of just, just is really mad at a tree one day and it's just like really funny to read so i'm just going to read it for you guys okay so here it is uh matthew 21 18 this is the new international version of course um early in the morning as jesus was on his way back to the city he was hungry seeing a fig tree by the road he went up to it but found 
nothing on it except leaves. Then he said to it, may you never bear fruit again. Immediately, the tree withered. When the disciples <laughs> saw this, they were amazed. Fig tree withered so quickly, they asked. Jesus replied, truly, I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Now, I want to point this out. Mm, mm. He's not saying as a metaphor, oh, yeah, if you ask for nice things, maybe some good things. He he just cursed the fig tree. He literally just altered nature as we know it. Yes. And he is saying, you can do this too. There's no caveat. Nope, is this, nope. I don't think this is a metaphor. I mean, you know, people today will say this is a metaphor, but like literally he just cursed the fig. Like he just did that. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> he was on his manzies. He was PMSing. Like it happens. I guess. What if the tree was out of season? Like, yeah, so that's kind of the argument, right? Okay, I think okay. I've, I've legitimately heard scholars point this out and say, well, the reason why the fig trees were there is because fig trees have seasons. And so the, tree, <laughs> the fruit wasn't there. And he was just mad at that, which is just <laughs> hilarious. It's like, imagine if I just went up to an orange tree and I was just fucking pissed. And it was just like, just really, it just ruined my day. Like, it clearly ruined just his ruined day. My day. <laughs> so, there goes, there oh my is. God. That's no, not petty at all. I no, mean, not. Not, well, maybe he, I mean, he kind of knew the future, future, I should say. So maybe he's like, you know what? I'm going to be hung up on you one day. And literally, so maybe he just, I guess you know, so. pre, <laughs> pre payback. Though. You know, like I want to make the joke and say, oh, he can heal people and do X, Y, and Z. And this is how he chooses to do it. But low key though, I would do something similar if I had his powers, <laughs> right? I mean, like eventually mm. you live 33 years of your life with this, right. these powers. You're gonna I mean, be petty every once in a while. Didn't he, I mean, like, as a kid, like, kill a kid or some shit like that? I can't remember exactly. That's, that's in the Gospel of Thomas. Yeah, okay, is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get it, because kids are awful. But, right, you know, I right. wouldn't send two she-bears after them or something. You know, <laughs> no. uh, or anything. But No, oh, that's if you're bald. That's different. Oh, true, 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 yeah. true, true, true. So, you know, anyway. <laughs> so that's, that's what about alopecia, day. though? What about alopecia? Does that... <laughs> You just there... come in a half bear. It's like a man bear. <laughs> it's like not a it's whole. It's a man bear, bear pig, you know. It's a man bear pig. Oh my god! It's a, dis- See, it's a discount bear. Is it, <laughs> is it a two for one? The like, bogo. By from wish bear. From wish.com. <laughs> wish. That wish.com bear. That's. Right. I mean, does it? Does it? Uh, Prime, Amazon Prime, you know, this that like... Facebook Marketplace. Oh my god! Well, thanks for that. reading the, the Word of God. Uh, of we course. appreciate it. And that yeah. was the Bible verse of the day. <laughs> Two for one bears. Oh my god! Anyway, <laughs> I can't um, bear this anymore. Uh, that was barely a joke. Punished. Fuck you, <laughs> both of you. <laughs> that was no. barely a joke. <laughs> Listen, I was airing my soul to you when I gave that joke, and you're really rejecting. <laughs> no, absolutely uh, not. Oh yeah, by the way, uh, Dan, uh, she loves puns. Like that's her favorite. Oh really? Album. Yeah, yeah. She that, didn't seem, that didn't no. seem like a love response. It's a. <laughs> It's it's a hate hate relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tortures me. Anyway, um, so for those who don't know you, which shame on you, um, would you like to give us a little bit of your your religious background and how you got to like where you are today as far as your atheism goes? Yeah. So I grew up in Waco, Texas, um, mm. which is uh, a great place to be if you're a Christian. Uh, you know, uh, Boyko, Texas is known for two things um, compounds that killed a bunch of people in the 90s and shows on HGTV about home development. That's pretty much like the claim to fame for, for Waco, Texas. <laughs> and like I grew up before the HGTV stuff, so it was just the cold count when I grew up. Anyway, <laughs> um, I grew up as a Christian, I, I grew up the first 12 years of my life in the Methodist church, and then 
uh, eventually started going to a Baptist church, not mm. for any particular the theological reason. It was literally mm. because my Boy Scout troop was at that church and my <sighs> parents just liked people there. So we just started going. <laughs> uh, my dad was former Catholic, became a Protestant, interestingly mm. enough. And my mother was Episcopalian. And here they are going from a Methodist church to a Baptist church. I had a, a couple different theological influences growing up. It was a little confusing. But, <laughs> you know, that, that was my life. I did youth group. I was very much mm. into that. I was very much into summer camps. I used to be a camp counselor uh, uh, for two years. I was actually a program head. I actually helped organize the programs of teaching kids the stuff that I don't believe in now. Mm. And, uh, you know, did, did a bunch of stuff. Question, question. Part. Sorry, yeah. what, what is a Methodist? Uh, what is the difference between, let's say, Baptist, Baptist and Methodist church? So it, there's, you know, theological differences mostly um like and and there can also be political differences so for example oh, like baptists tend to lean more conservative methodists tend to be more liberal although that's not universally true like for example mm -hmm. the world united methodist church actually voted against like gay marriage as a oh. thing because of the growing african population of methodists and stuff who were <sighs> strictly against it and they didn't want to lose favor with that so they made a vote for that but basically you, there's like bishops in in the Methodist church community, so they kind of function nominally like Catholic light almost, but they're not a part of a, a higher organization of, of gotcha. Catholic churches. So so that theology kind of lines up more in that vein, whereas Baptists are much more about um, you know having the choice to be baptized and and mm. what that means. Like once saved, always saved. Methodists, um, it's more of a choice thing. You can actually be infant baptized in the Methodist church, which you can't in Baptist like church. Like Catholicism so, you know, a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So it leans, mm. leans kind of more in that Catholic tradition. Okay. Gotcha. Is, I guess why my, my, my dad was kind of more into it. And Episcopalian is kind of like that too. To some extent. But anyway, you know, um, Sorry. I didn't know all this growing up. Right. Yeah. Like, I didn't know the difference when I was like 12, you know, yeah, and yeah, I you only know I what you baptized. know. You I know what you're knew. taught. Yeah. Yeah. I just knew what I knew. And so, um, I was also part of a college ministry, which, um, when I was part of that college ministry, I ran to a guy named Anthony Magnabosco. And I think that's where most people know about my story because he actually talked to me when I was a Christian. And oh, wow. um, I didn't know he was who he was at the time. I mean, he, he's pretty well known now in atheist circles. For those of you mm -hmm. who don't know, he's a very big practitioner of street epistemology. He's pretty much like the go-to face of it, I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's fair. And uh, I was one of his quote unquote victims, if you, if, according to Christians. But I was, you know, I was, I was somebody who had a very pleasant Shit. conversation with him for about 30 minutes. And um, that was it. I, I went on with my life. Uh, about a year and a half later, though, I, I kind of came to the conclusion that I actually wasn't a Christian anymore. And a lot of people say, well, is it because of this conversation? And I say somewhat. I mean, it was definitely mm. a stepping stone in that direction. But the truth is, most people don't deconvert because of one conversation, right? They, mm. It's usually um a, a series of events that happen or, or a series of right. conclusions that you come to. So, uh, he planted you know, a seed though right he, he planted, planted a seed. seed he definitely planted a seed yeah, I, and, yeah. it, and it's part of the reason why i champion methodologies like street epistemology today because I, I i consider myself you know a, a success of that to some degree mm -hmm. but um i'm also not the only person that is like that i i would say i'm probably more well known because i got really into the you know youtube stuff and doing everything else but there's lots of people that just like did street epistemology on themselves or had somebody do it to them and then later deconverted and and just moved on with their lives so mm. <laughs> um a lot of stories like that but anyway i think people saw that video and then eventually um later on when i was watching youtube stuff i found anthony's channel again i actually forgot who he was i didn't know who <laughs> he was he was just he was just a guy that talked to me one day and i saw him being interviewed by thomas westbrook on the Holy hey. Kool-Aid channel. And I was like, hey, hey, so big familiar. shout out to Holy Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I do these interviews around, you know, San Antonio, Texas and stuff. And I was like, oh, that, that was him. I talked to that guy. So I messaged him and he did a follow up interview with me. And eventually I got um, kind of more involved with the atheist community. He kind of like, uh, you know, showed me to some people and stuff. We got to know each other a bit more. And um, eventually he showed me this thing called the atheist community of Austin. Mm -hmm. um which hosts a lot of shows like the atheist experience and eventually projects like talk heathen and stuff mm -hmm. um but at the time when i was there it was just atheist experience and i thought oh man this is so cool i've never had like a real atheist community that i've, I've ever been a part of like this you know i was still kind of coming out of the atheist closet at this point 
Mm-hmm. And it was so worth it to go to this thing. I, I would go down there every weekend from Waco to Austin, which is about an hour and a half drive. And I, would, and wow. I would lie to my parents and say, I'm, I'm going to a friend. And I was just <laughs> hanging out with other Asians. That's like, fucking cool. It was, I mean, it, it sucked. I didn't like hiding it from people. Right. At the same time, it was nice to finally meet new people. Totally. Um, yes. So almost a year later, I've, I've been volunteering with them for a bit now. I, I was call mm-hmm. screening for atheist experience and, just, you know, doing different stuff. And um, I saw this uh, uh, some calls that were happening, and I realized, you know, I think I could actually do these calls better, <laughs> which is like quite a thing to Get say. Get out of the way. I'll do it. <laughs> I must have been de- there for a long time at the time that we're you know, doing it for years. But I thought, you know, maybe there could be a room for an approach that's like street epistemology with mm-hmm. these calls. We're what really year was this? When this you was 2018. Okay. So not that long ago. Yeah. Not that long. It's about Holy four years shit. ago. Yeah. And um. It was the summer of that year, and the executive producer at the time, who I became good friends with because I was volunteering with, um, was actually, they were kind of in the market for looking for new programs to host. Mm. At the time, it was um, like, it talked Heathen had just kind of got started, and mm. it was and it was AXP, and that was pretty much it. They had experimented with other stuff, but a lot of it just didn't go anywhere, or went for a while, but didn't go. And I kind of pitched this 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 show. I didn't have a name for it yet, but I wanted to be like street epistemology based. And at first... I wanted it to be kind of like what Anthony Magna Bosco does, which is like mm-hmm. man on the street kind of style conversation. I realized logistically I couldn't do that because one at the time I was still in college. So I had shit to do and I was still yeah. living in Waco. Like I was still mm, having yeah. to drive down to Austin and already making the time commitment to do it was hard enough, but I was still committed to really make this happen. So I was convinced that maybe we should do the call-in show format because mm-hmm. if you're familiar with talk heathen and AP, that's their calling shows and we already have the infrastructure at the ACA to do it right 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 so for about a month um, i did these kind of test recordings about a month and a half I, I and and it was just me hosting by myself and taking in like kind of fake calls you know people <laughs> kind of calling in or just whoever got the number yeah and um that was kind of my practice round and eventually they thought it, it would work and they greenlit it um and uh, i got it started now the other thing that i had that wasn't being done at the time at the aca was i had become friends with a lot of people in the youtube sphere um mm. because right before this i tried to do a podcast with anthony actually i was doing <laughs> here and there just trying to figure out what i could do um so i started introducing guests as a regular feature very from the very beginning i always had a, a new host every week which mm-hmm. um the aca does that a lot now but that's because i started doing it on truth wanted first mm. uh, and <laughs> now um you know every week we almost always have a new guest and if not we we have um it's we do have repeats but it's usually yeah. um you know usually new people every week and uh I, i've had conversations with people that kind of don't just start at the christianity thing last week i was talking to well one guy who believed that there are bugs bug species on mars and another guy that called in that didn't believe space was real so that's the duality of man right there if you think about it because it's like uh-huh. space is real and there are bug people on mars or space mm-hmm. isn't even real to begin with those right, are really right. the only two options so, <laughs> you wow. think the moon exists anyway. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. so anyway and i'm talking a lot here so if you want to ask me questions, no no you're, you're, you're good um but but that's where it, i kind of fill in my niche because i also was like really talking a lot about q on stuff that was happening mm. at the time and i don't yeah. want to say i predicted the january 6th stuff but like that it was posted for months before it happened and really i, I didn't see posted since november if you're following on four chance oh shit but like you know the skeptic community wasn't really plugged into QAnon stuff at the time we weren't really plugged Mm -hmm. into a lot of these i think i think they talk about it more now broadly but i i like to pride myself in that i I can at least kind of specialize in that a little bit so that we can kind of i i I think that's what we need we we can't just take the same broad arguments that we use for religious claims and and apply it to conspiracy stuff because Mm -hmm. that doesn't answer some people's questions i think but anyway so so I've, i've been doing that it's like my show is kind of like, yeah, we talk about religion, but we're also talking about all kinds of belief because that's mm-hmm. really what creative epistemology tries to explore. Of course, we try to bring in new guests every week, and um, it's a lot of fun. Like I said, I've been doing it actually this month makes it four years. Awesome! Hey! So um, Fuck yeah. it's been great. It's been great. I I I, I wouldn't grade it. It's, it's been really awesome. That's fucking awesome, man. 
That's uh, yeah. amazing. Yeah, thank you. You can do something you love and you're passionate about, you know, and you do it well. So thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, one thing I always like to clarify, too, is that if you ever see myself or other people that help on these shows, we're all volunteers. I've never gotten paid for a single day of doing any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's still absolutely worth it. It's it's it's, it's yes. really fun. So I yeah. will not be sending you the 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Refund the no, 20 no, no. bucks. I'm not on the show right now. You can pay uh. me if you want to. I mean, but um, you volunteer you know. to be on this shit show. <laughs> so I have a question, uh, Dan. Yeah. Um, you you did mention, yes, uh, it kind of started with that seed that Anthony Man- Magnabosco started. But tell me more a little uh, about your process of deconstruction yeah. from your faith. What What is it that you started questioning? And what were some of the things that made you raise an eyebrow? <laughs> yeah. I kind of process things in different order. Yeah. Right. Um, Everybody like, does. You know, at the time, this was this was 2016 when Ooh. I think I did that. It was 2015 or 2016? 20, somewhere around then, right? There's a lot happening politically in the country. But, like, <laughs> um, you know, that's going on. And I'm in college, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when I had that conversation with Anthony, it was right. It was the start of my sophomore year. I believe mm. so you know you, when you go to college you learn a lot of new things you start really kind of broadening your horizons if, you, if you're paying attention right and um I, I kind of process things in different orders like i said so like i i wasn't one of these people who denied evolution for example okay. but i did believe somehow man was special and that maybe god did actually create us different from of course yeah. and you kind of have these kind of hybrid things um, yeah i didn't hate gay people i i didn't think that they were um bad or inherently going to go to hell but i i did think that they were living in sin and that, that this is just this is just a struggle that they had. you know what i mean so it's like you kind of, i kind of had these mixes of of religious teaching and also just kind of my own idiosyncrasies um mm-hmm. and blend in there and um i think one thing that really struck me was that a great anthropology professor in college um, he used to work for the National Science Foundation and like discovered a monkey species in Africa. Whoa. He was like wow. a real deal. She was something awesome. <laughs> we, we did this project where we were examining skulls of different ape species, right? And different like monkey species. And we were looking at this and we had to make these very precise measurements on these. And, and these are casts. They aren't the thing. But we were looking at that and looking at people and just realizing like, I, I am actually part of this bigger ecological picture here like it doesn't actually make sense to say that we're somehow so special and yet so similar like it you know it it just makes sense to follow this actual bigger narrative of evolution as it happens so like that's one example of a piece pulling together but another one was i remember um a church that i was a part of was uh I, i found out that they were uh actively funding a uh a gay conversion therapy camp and when i found out about this i knew that the science at least of gay conversion therapy like this didn't work Mm -hmm. right i don't think you have to be um you know too too smart to realize that if only for the fact that there's just there's just no there's nothing supporting that at all right it's the belief that we hope that this will work but there's (laughs) no people really giving testimonies besides the hardcore types of saying, yeah, this worked for me. And even then there's, so there's whole books of people written about how Dude, this actually didn't there work. There is a right? Netflix so. documentary I watched probably last month. Um, it's about the movement of gay deconversion. Yeah. And all of the people on that documentary are not converted, you know, to heterosexuals. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. they're all talking about how it didn't work. Sure. sure. Pretty interesting and really fucked up really fucked up it is fucked up and i and i talked to i remember bringing this up with the people at my church and i said Mm -hmm. look i i really don't think this is a good idea i don't like that we're there was a person that came to speak at the church about it i was like i really don't like this i don't think that this is actually helping anybody i don't think people need this and i was kind of raising a stink a little bit like Mm -hmm. i'll never forget there was a church leader that kind of put his hand on my shoulder and said you know maybe we can talk about this at a different time and you know, it's one thing when, yeah, polite conversation, I get it, not everything's talked about, but we're talking, I knew when he said that we were never going to talk about this. It was right. never going to be an appropriate time. What he of wanted course. me to do was shut up. He didn't want right. me, he, he didn't want me to speak truth to power, right? right. Like, that's yep. what was happening there. And, and, and after I realized that, I stopped going to that church entirely. 
I was like, oh, look, I can't be, even though I didn't know what I was, I wasn't sure if I was a full believer or full non-believer or whatever. I was like, I knew I can't support this. And I realized even later that um, by using the label of atheist or non-believer or whatever, I was not only making a statement about my, you know, philosophy or my beliefs, but also like what I stood for. And, mm, and I couldn't make, yes. I couldn't reconcile being the nice Christian, you know what I mean? Or just being like the liberal Christian because you're yeah. still hint, you're still rooted to that ideology yep. in a way. You're still supporting that. And in, in some form or another, it rears its its head. <laughs> Diet and, um, Christianity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because that's mm-hmm. what I was for a bit. I was like a Chris, I called myself a Christian mystic. I was very much influenced by okay. the liberal Christian space. There's a lot of podcasts and stuff there. And I realized, okay. well, maybe God speaks to me through personal experience. I don't have to necessarily find any evidence of, you know, the Bible <laughs> being true in any simple way. The problem with that, of course, is, well, you know, you could believe anything. You could call yourself a Muslim and, and say that that's true just by your personal experience. Exactly. So, you yeah. know, I, I realized that you know these experiences of having are probably just culturally induced and also from you know brain states of of being in in worship and putting your hands mm-hmm. up in the air and, and feeling the vibes like that, like you just don't care yeah it's just, <laughs> it's just vibes at the end of the day it's not really the you know, holy spirit but right. you know <laughs> he does not pass the vibe check exactly he does not pass the vibe check have you ever right. spoken in tongues, Dan? No, I, I wasn't okay. that type. Oh, you weren't yeah. that cool? Okay. No, no the Baptists <laughs> I hung out with actually were very um, very dismissive of the Pentecostal type. Gotcha. You know, uh, and the Mormons, of course. But you know, everybody makes fun of the Mormons. I mean, <laughs> well. <laughs> Mormons. They I mean, used it's... to have a soft spot for me, with me. But now that I'm learning what they actually fucking are and how terrible they are. Yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah, yeah. But it's like no. the most obvious one, I think, of a majority of them, where you know that the the founder was a fraud. He was mm. a total crook. Right. It's just fucking bogus. It's so stupid. And people, yeah. why can't you see it? I mean, we have it, Scientology. It, like, well, right. that's that's something else. Like. <laughs> But the immediacy of it does kind of give it pause, right? Like at least Christianity has the benefit of being like an ancient, right? Yeah, right, right, right? exactly. Joseph Mormon or Joseph Mormon, Joseph Smith, (laughs) right, right. Joseph Smith was just like a dude that just like wrote some books. Like he looked into a hat and was like, "Got it." (laughs) But then again, so was the Apostle Paul. But you know, people don't really think Mm. of that same way. Well, he came up with a lot of Christianity. Sure did. You sure did. Mm-hmm. Fun times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta love religion. And humans. Humans. Yeah. You know, we, we could have done anything with our lives. And yet here we are. <laughs> yeah. On, on well, fire. <laughs> here we are on this podcast I, yeah. talking about on this. <laughs> right. Well, it's funny you say that because when I was a Christian, I sincerely thought that God was going to lead my life in some sort of way. Mm. Like I thought I didn't mm. have a clear, I never had a clear idea of what exactly I wanted to do, but I thought mm. working in Christian nonprofit, because I still did a lot of volunteer stuff, even at that time. Yeah. Now I, I do stuff for an atheist nonprofit, which is hilarious, but um, <laughs> you know, like I, it, it, it's more than just, a, again, a philosophical conclusion. It is a, mm. it's a structure, you know, it's something you can lean on in hard times. It's right. something that can like give you a sense of identity and purpose. And that's yes. why I think it's so hard for people to leave this thing, even if yes. it doesn't make sense. Right. 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 Um, yeah. So for your uh, deconstruction, what, what was the hardest part for you? Like, what was the biggest hurdle to get over to leave the faith? I think it was the secrecy and the hiding. It was like, mm. I knew that the stuff I was figuring out, other people in the Christian that i talked to they weren't talking about this stuff they didn't even know about a lot of this stuff but every time i tried to bring it up nobody ever really seemed interested and if they did they would be uh, suspicious it's like yeah. well, why are you talking about this stuff and and that there's a very lonely feeling you know to mm-hmm. be the only the only guy that doesn't believe i, I see why atheism has only really has had the spike that it has in only recent years with like the internet and stuff right, right. like yes i mean like when it's all you know when it's the only identity that you can have within you know your cultural space and your context it's hard to leave that it's hard to like reinvent that too because like atheists already have kind of this 
you know, they have a reputation and it's not a positive one for most people. Right. So right, right. Uh, realizing, oh, I use that word, but I'm not like these other people. You know, you kind of have to have to do this, do this kind of hem hawing about totally. it, too. So right. um, I, I think the loneliness, that's the hardest part. That was for me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with the with the pandemic happening and everything, like TikTok. I, I don't know if you're on TikTok or not. I, I'm not sure, but the atheist community on that app alone. Mm-hmm. Th- that's how we met, and it's just exploding every day. And it's I I I love and I hate that app very much sure. <laughs> because of that. And my, you know, TikTok it it shows you what you look at. I guess I tend to look at conspiracy and weirdo mm. beliefs, and like that's all <laughs> I see on TikTok. So it is it yeah. is a, it is an aggravating machine for me. It doesn't yes. it doesn't do much for my mental health. Oh no. yeah, but yeah. We, we have seen it though. Uh, create a sense of community with a lot yeah. of people who. Sure. You know, they don't have that outlet, but then they go to this app and then there's all these people who are like minded, yeah. who are also deconstructing, they're going through <laughs> similar stuff, especially those who are like coming off Mormonism, uh, mm, Jehovah's yes. Witnesses is pretty big. I mm. uh, haven't seen a lot of ex-Muslims, but I know there are like some a handful, out there. There's a like handful. If, like, but yeah. But, but yeah, they're like, finding each other, you know, right. and it's, and it's mm-hmm. pretty freaking cool when you are, you're in your bedroom in the middle of a pandemic, you know? Yeah. 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 Definitely. And and you have people who were like you ha- had to hide, you know, mm-hmm. their atheism and just the non-belief that they have they can watch people who are more open and can be open. So they have right. to live or they they get to live, not have to, they get to live vicariously through us. And I like yeah. I, for me, I try to encourage them, you know, stepping out baby steps, which I know it's a big thing, especially for the for like the Gen Z's and younger crowd. Yeah. <laughs> old, old people. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so I'm, I'm at least I'm trying to encourage the 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 babies to to step out. <laughs> yeah, I'm like as I'm a zillennial. That's what I call myself. What? I'm, what, I'm, what is what is a zillennial? What well, is it's that? Just, it's it's just a mix of Gen like, Z and millennial. Okay. How old are you, I'm, sir? I'm, I'm kind of in between. How old do you think I am? I think you're 25. 26. 26. Uh, okay. Almost, All right. Almost 27. Okay. Uh, so you know, I'm, I'm but I'm I'm kind of in that in between where it's like, I. <laughs> I, I, you know, I look at TikTok and I look at all the funny memes and stuff, but like, I don't remember 9-11, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just at that cusp. I don't know. It's like a, of millennial and Gen Z culture. Yeah. Interesting. Like, oh, I, I remember well, 9-11. I'm no. 34. Mel is in her 40s. I mean. I am uh... not. You motherfucker. <laughs> God damn it. I'm only well, a couple of months older than you, bitch. Right? That makes you the oldest one. No, oh my god! <laughs> get fucked. Okay, get fucked. God damn it. Love you. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, with okay, so with Truth Wanted, I'm I so curious. What we were talking about. I'm glad you got a <laughs> this. This show is chaos, so it's like everywhere. So don't yeah. even worry. Sure. It's like a dumpster fire. It but... is. It is a dumpster fire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what ha- what is your favorite caller so far on Truth Wanted? Oh. I want to know. Depends on what you mean by favorite. What do you mean by favorite? Okay, so what? Okay, <laughs> the craziest conspiracy. If if you if there isn't even more crazier than Bug Planet. Well, <laughs> let me let me start with the caveat that one of the the premises of my show that I do truly mm. hold dearly to is that I try to treat every call with as much respect as you as i can okay. humanly much okay? right totally. right that being said i am a human being and i have reactions to things and i do think <laughs> things are crazy right i do yeah. think things are kind of bizarre so like I, I i think callers call in with no with that knowledge and mm. so um that being said i think some of the weirder ones have been there was a guy who called in several times that believed god was real and that he is a snake god and his reason for this was the snakes that you see in a bunch of different cultures being related to the divine <sighs> and also the language for the word like the like the word snake has been used to mean the divine in, in different languages according to this guy. And he called in like several times, but he was very passionate about okay. the snake god thing. And okay. I almost wanted to make merch about it, but I, I felt <laughs> bad. I didn't want to do it. So, Did know. he believe that the snake that it's a big snake that circles the earth on fire? Well, I keep was it? I don't. To be honest with you, I don't know exactly what he. Oh, okay, all right. It I might have been the same guy, time. though. I yeah, bet it might it was be. The same... 
I mean, <laughs> that's amazing. If there's like one snake guy that's like out there talking about stuff, that could be it. Okay. Like, he just I mean, makes the rounds, you yeah. know? Yeah. But like I said, I've, I've talked to people who don't believe COVID is real. I've talked to people mm. who believe the moon landing didn't happen. I've talked to people who uh, believe <sighs> I've talked to Scientologists. I've talked to, oh, okay. like, uh, you, you know, people of all kinds of beliefs that i never would get the chance to if i didn't have a number that you could just call right, so, right. you know it's, it's pretty fun it's pretty fun you get to meet a lot of people yeah for sure for sure god like i miss the days that conspiracy theories were like actual fun and not harmful you know not yeah. entire political you know bullshit yeah Ugh, but yeah i have a sure. question why do you think in your opinion that people who tend to believe in conspiracy theories tend to also be religious well, before I answer that, hand I think it's to know almost. I, I, I'm not a doctor and I'm not a scholar. Uh, I did okay. go, I did go to college. My degree was in communication studies. Mm. And, uh, while that, it is a soft science. It incorporates a lot of sociology and political science and right. even psychology and stuff. It doesn't give me the insight that people have been studying this stuff for years now, mm. right? Okay. Like I don't, I can only speak from anecdote and what I've read from like books and stuff. But, but I will say, um, that people's belief in higher powers what but and i don't even exclusively mean the numinous like i i just mean like uh, authority um there's something in people's brains that really that really gets you that, like, like, like like when i was younger right i really did think like god was in control of everything like that mm. was my mm. idea like it there's just these higher powers and he's working in mysterious ways and like that really isn't that much different from what a lot of people believe about world powers and and what people are capable of in like the music industry for like hypnotizing people, you know, like mm. these kinds of things. Like there is something there that seems very similar, doesn't it? Like there's something there that there's a commonality there that I think we as a we as a scientific community have yet to suss out. Um, mm -hmm. but also just we as a culture have been able to figure out. I don't I don't know. Um, I think there is something there's a pattern to human belief that does tend to like something beyond ourselves and that gets manifested sometimes in religious ideas sometimes in conspiracy ideas right mm -hmm. wow yeah interesting fucking <laughs> I, yeah um i don't know that's just my thoughts yeah IMO. i'm sure gullibility <laughs> is there too right uh there has to be, mm, sure. has to be well, some gullibility I here think. and and this is something I can speak to, at least with my field of study, is that we do have a difference in the way that we communicate, and not just like literally, but also in the way that we disseminate information. You know, mm. um, the, the, there is something by this guy named, um, um, oh, God, now I can't remember his name, uh, uh, Neil Postman. And he wrote this book called, um, uh, shit, now I can't remember the name of the book. Anyway, Neil Postman, if you look it up, he, he talks about this. The history of communication, right? And mm -hmm. and uh, he says the his 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 thesis is the medium is the message. So the idea is the quality of the communication and the level of communication that's happening is based on the actual medium. And I think this is very. Uh, he he wrote this in the eighties, by the way. This was before mm -hmm. even the internet and stuff was happening. But like <laughs> he he knew there was this trend of well, you start off with letters, right? You can have these big long discourses, and also in the public space presidential debates were hours and hours long held in, <laughs> in public squares and then you, you get to the era of radio where that that message gets modified for that and suddenly our discourse has changed you look at um john f kennedy and 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 richard nixon in the first televised presidential debate how that completely changed the way debates yes. in this country are done and now we just take 60 second sound bites on tiktok <laughs> and use that with each other or just 340 character whatever the character limit is now on twitter you know right. and, and, yeah. and it does change the way we think about these issues it does change the it way reframes your brain i think it, it reframes you know, the way you think yeah yep our and attention span is like it's shorter and shorter and yeah yeah. Yep. yeah so not just that but also just the, the sources of information that we can so mm. we used to be part of a system mm -hmm. where there's only a few channels on tv and they true. they were the gatekeepers and now the gatekeeping has been lowered, which is great for shows like this one where people can produce podcasts from their bedrooms. But now uh, the QAnon people can post yeah. podcasts from the bedroom. So, you know, it goes both ways. Oh. Their basement and bunkers, you know. <laughs> Their bunkers. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you believe in aliens? 
I think they're definitely possible. Yeah, mm, okay. um, I'm definitely right. open to it. I, I get asked this question a lot, um, but I mean, scientifically speaking, there's no reason to believe that they wouldn't be out there, right? right? right. So, you know, have they visited Earth? I don't think so. I don't think yeah, we have there, there is a drive-by. They're like, no, roll them up, lock the doors, yeah. like get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah, Woo! yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, it just doesn't seem feasible the way that mm -hmm. we know how current systems of, you know, light speed travel and stuff work that that any any habitable planet close enough to us, we would already see if they had life. And if, right. and if it's far enough away, they wouldn't even be able to reach us in time anyway because of the expanse of the universe. True. So, you know, true. It would have to be something beyond our comprehension, which I suppose is possible. But, mm. you know. Well, God works in mysterious ways. That's true. God works <laughs> it's in mysterious true. ways. It's true. And Jesus probably came to save save uh, sinners, uh, alien sinners, too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sure there's like some sort of like fan fiction out there. Oh, I bet. <laughs> like, of what? Of Jesus being an alien? With aliens and just... Amusing and of ourselves. Course right. Sorry, I, ju I just remember the book. The book is called Amusing Ourselves to Death. Okay. Oh, there you go. Great book. What, like one of the best books I've read in a long time. Mm. Um, well, that was years ago when I first read it. But anyway, it, it's a great book. Yeah, mm. that's Good awesome. Fuck yeah. Um, so was, I'm sorry, fan no. fiction about no. what? What did you no. say? No. Yeah, what no. was that about? We were talking about fan fiction. What? What? Oh, like the okay. So do you know Rule Thirty Four? Of course. <laughs> of course. He he probably doesn't fucking know it because he's stupid. I know like other rules of the internet. People think that's just Rule Thirty Four, but th there's a whole list. There's like 60. That's of the only rules. one I know. So there's at least 34 rules, Mel. Yeah, there's rule 63, which is like when you find like gender bent porn of mm. yourself. Like oh. if there's a male version of something, there's probably a female version of it. Out oh, there, I didn't know that. You know? Yeah, yeah. See, there's other rules. I so mean, which one is rule 69? Huh? Hey. I don't remember. I think nice. I, yeah, I don't remember, but it's out there. Damn. <laughs> I have to look it up now. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. But no, like you know, Jesus and aliens. <laughs> They like probing, so I don't know. Smut, <laughs> smut can be had. I'm just saying. Some people say Jesus was an alien. Ah, you know I, I I believe it. That I can believe. Yeah. Not the Son of Man bullshit. When he know. rose up to heaven after he died, he's actually going up in a saucer. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, when okay. he cursed that fig tree, I mean, yeah. <laughs> everybody right. knows that aliens hate figs. Classic Obviously. alien move. Classic. <laughs> That's such an alien thing to do, you know. What? <laughs> Those Pleiadians, they just hate pigs. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. And, and the funny thing is that we actually, way back early, early on in our audio version, we actually interviewed the granddaughter of Fred Phelps from the Westboro oh, wow. Baptist Church. Yeah. They Danny. are amazing. Danny's yeah. fucking amazing. I, I fucking love her. But yeah. But and yeah. it's so ironic because they hate the military and they hate homosexuals, and she the turned games. out to be a and lesbian right. military, <laughs> military person. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, everything they That's hate. That's awesome. Right? That Wait, is God. a great example of karma in action. Yes. I know. I, I fucking like, love yes. it. Yeah. Just, mwah. fuck yeah. We should bring her back and just chat with her. Like, like update, awesome. you know? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so what is something you have learned during your deconstruction that has changed your life outside of religion? Great question. Um, the way that I view just claims in general, honestly, mm. all okay. true claims are, okay. are suspect. Now, this is in part also from my education, like a good communication studies program will teach you how to like read news critically and how to like mm. do research and stuff, which is great. Mm -hmm. um, but like, despite that even like breaking down my own religious biases has also break down my own political biases right mm. like i i don't think yes. i I'm, I'm the first one to say it but like if you change your religion chances are you're changing your political belief at the same mm. time i that those things yes. usually come in tandem yeah. um so i've had to kind of rethink these things and and the cool thing about being on a show is that i really have to think very very hard about expressing these ideas so i have to mm. think about them critically enough where i'm able to express them in a coherent way that other people can actually understand and it's not just like the random jumbled thoughts of my own head so like i have i have to be decisive mm -hmm. yeah. in my language i have to i have to 
come on one point or the other if I'm going to be talking about it to people. So um, that's that that kind of comes in part with that, too, I guess, in doing the activism thing. It's like you got to be able to show what you know. And, or, and if you don't know, you got to figure that out. You yeah. Know? And that's why we're not on the ACA. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> the bar isn't that low just yeah, yet. Yeah, it's just know. jumbled. <laughs> diarrhea <laughs> just word vomit it's fine <laughs> hey as far as dumpster fires go this is like this one's got like a febreze smell to it like it's oh. pretty good like i'm i'm getting myself warm off this dumpster okay. fire. i might, oh, I might make some s'mores in a second ooh, well we usually work on yeah. feng shui within the dumpster you feng know, shui. make sure the yeah. energy flows okay. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. The... okay that's better wait wait wait, wait. there we <laughs> oh. go there we go okay all right all right it's like the brady bunch <laughs> right the brady bunch <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned activism. Um, mm-hmm. What would you say is a good way for, you know, become a good activist in your opinion? Start a call-in show. I'm just kidding. Don't <laughs> um, I mean, you can I mean, if you want to. There's a lot more people doing it now. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But like, that's the cool thing is that like, with the advent of social media does come the lower barrier of entry for people to go into a content creating space mm-hmm. uh, and really get their voices out on there. Um, and one thing, uh, like I've always tried to feature creators, both big and small, mm-hmm. to kind of platform new voices and new people trying to give their points of view, because I do believe that we have to exist in a plurality in order to, for us to grow as a totally. community. Look at the atheist community 10 years ago versus now. What do you mm-hmm. see the difference? Well, there's a lot more old white dudes uh there is not as much lgbt representation uh, there right. was not as much really any kind of representation besides yeah. um that privileged view and, and 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 that could be because of a lot of reasons but point is i think the atheist community has sort of self-corrected itself now um mm. and and has, and has really changed that and i'm really happy to see the progress that has changed in that again as a cis straight white dude you know i, right. I, I have to right. i have to keep keep myself in check but mm. um, I'm, I'm happy to platform others who... who you need a brown Peruvian. That's what that's, you need at the ACA. Is. That's what we or, need. Somebody exactly. with an accent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm half Guatemalan. I mean, I can make right. the accent a little stronger if you want, but... You right. Know. That's that's proper representation. <laughs> that's the more proper accents you have. That's practice. I will tokenize the shit out of myself. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Get shut down on day one. God damn it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> there are worse ways to go out, you know. Uh, <laughs> this is. <laughs> I love that. God damn. You do it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, yeah. Um, so, what would what advice would you give for someone newly deconstructing? I I would say, um, I think I rushed into trying to be an activist. Mm. Honestly, okay. I, I tried to, you know, I, I mentioned, I don't talk about this all my story, but I, I was doing podcasting stuff. I was doing mm. kind of other creative projects before Truth Wanted, and I still dabble in trying to make new stuff happen now. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I had to, it took me a while to find my voice and mm. figure that out. Mm. So like, don't think that you have to be this great advocate who can just speak clearly on everything you ever thought, and they're just going to yeah. be amazing and wonderful, because chances are you're not. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's how most people are. Um, if I've ever given off the illusion that I'm just like, oh, I've always been super great at this, you should see the people that have watched my original cuts of Doing Truth Wanted. They'll tell you otherwise, right? It's like, oh. it, it, there's, a skill. there's a skill in talking to people and there's a skill in being an effective voice that yes. you have to cultivate. And and that's just that's just the talking point part. That's not even considering the technical proficiency. That's right. not even considering sort of the networking skills you kind of mm-hmm. have to have uh, there's a lot that goes into it um if you want to do this effectively and of course you don't even have to do that you can right. be an effective member of your community by just having conversations with your friends and family about this. <laughs> and and that might be more important because i'm talking to you guys but i'm not talking to um an entirely christian audience right now or an entirely mormon audience or scientologist and those mm-hmm. are the people that i want to talk to but right, yeah. right. our shows, they tend to go towards other people who think like we do. So, you know, we we, yeah. we want to try to spread the message as much as possible to get it outside of our space, right? So, right, right. You know. 
Spread the good word. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There's a word for that. Gospel. Something like that. I was saying clap them cheeks, but that's just me. (laughs) Spread them, clap them, you know. Yeah. It works. It works, you know. That's holy on a different level. (laughs) (laughs) I hate it here. I hate it here. That's that's something else. God damn it. <laughs> you gotta clap them cheeks, man. That's that's what I say. <laughs> Is it I can think I can actually feel the fire right now. It seems to be getting I mean <laughs> I got 54 gallons of lube in my garage right that's now. 54? So that's for the next atheist convention. So because last year, or not last year, this past I only used what like 10 gallons, and you know, <laughs> uh, maybe Phoenix will, will work out better, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I've seen 54 gallons of anything. I Amazon, mean, I guess... it's free prime. Like, <laughs> it's on Amazon. I'm, I'm not shitting you. Like, it's like $1,200 or whatever. And the, the pictures are amazing because it's this, like, obviously photoshopped chick. Wait, are you for real now? I'm dead fucking serious. Shut I'm not fuck lying. I'm, this is where I got the fucking idea. But Wait, what, if, if, it's the same, if it's the same product that I saw, it's a random lady, like, obviously okay. photoshopped. And I she's like show in, you this. in in the tub in the gallon of or fifty four gallons. Yeah, show it, show it. <laughs> it's so amazing. <laughs> there you go. What the fuck? <laughs> I told you, I wasn't what? lying. Yeah, yep. Look at yep. she's oh, almost the... like. Are you <laughs> crouching? What the fuck are you doing? I guess... Like. <laughs> Like I don't want like, these pictures. I want I want her wait, covered in is, lube. How, how much is that? Tube Almost right two thousand. Only only one in less in stock though, so we have to order 2, it now. Thousand dollars. So like, <laughs> what is, is there? So obviously this product exists. So there must be a market for it, right? So yeah. Like I get you, you got a bit, but like, who's buying industrial size like gallons of of lube listen there's sex dungeons out there you know you never know when you're just gonna run like small nation like one would say an alien slick and (laughs) perfect for men women and everything in between there There you go entire economies that don't have that much (laughs) supply of lube I want to see the reviews. Hold on. Like, is there reviews? Has anybody actually purchased this? I'm sure they like they had like three stars or three and a half stars. Wait, wait, wait. Oh god. Tastes okay. (gasps) What? (laughs) What is happening? I want to know. Zipped fights behind the circle. Because it's one thing to regret, like you know, a something like a twenty dollar purchase you made on Amazon. It's right. another to regret a two thousand dollar lube purchase. Like, that... can you return it? I wonder. Like, how do you return it? Field, I guess. Okay, I guys, know. hold on. Somebody wrote this, and it says, "So I bought that's the fifty five dollar drug for that's trolling for that's a kid's true. birthday party, right for family reunions." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can I get oh. baptized? Is this a new form of baptisms that I that we can be a part of? <laughs> like, you, can you make holy lube? I mean, I mean, put olive, put olive oil. In I mean, it, right? they have the holy crucifier, and <laughs> it pairs well with the holy lube. So, I'm just saying, just saying. Oh Let, my god, read this one, Mel. <laughs> just a devil doing nutrition facts. Okay, no. so. Oh my god! I'll, I'll read it with a straight face. Uh, perfect for nachos and break dancing competitions. I Hold can't. on, you're missing where it said that it's after trying a little bit out on the wheels of my son's Cub Scout Pinewood Derby. <laughs> Stop! And seeing the joy and victory. Oh, you scroll up now, but that. If you have a 300 plus foot slide, see. This is a, this is a creative writing competition. I love right? it. This is... Oh yeah, yeah. Here it is. After trying a little yeah. bit of it. Oh on my the wheels God. of my son's Cubs Cup uh, Pinewood Derby car and seeing the joy and victory in his eyes of him winning first place undefeated, <laughs> I put a little in a spray bottle and attended my neighborhood block party to compete in their slip and slide derby. <laughs> See, this is why Jesus won't return. This is yeah. exactly why he won't come back. I think so. God think damn so. it. Um, so that's of, a thing. That's hilarious. And, and it's why aliens won't visit us. And maybe in the context of this conversation, that might be the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm not king shaming yeah. here, you know. 
God damn it. If you want to laugh at reviews, check out the sugar free Haribo gummies. Uh, gummy bears. Gummy bears. Oh, I That's hate some... Haribo gummy bears. But the sugar free, mm-hmm, mm. don't, don't eat those. If you have an enemy. Okay. okay. <laughs> if you I'll hate leave. somebody, then it's a it's a bio weapon. It's it's a nuke. It's amazing. Oh. Yeah. You might need a new toilet. Let's just say that. Oh. And a new <laughs> asshole. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Well, guys, I'm just going to let you know, this wasn't the podcast that I saw. <laughs> I told you, it's a, it's a shit show. We go from deconstruction to lube. To I butt mean, stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. fucking aliens. See- That's Jesus, apparently. So. I see why the Christians think that we just want to live in sin. Like, I think, Listen, I Jesus think died for my to- sins. I need to go out like a legend. Yeah, I, so I mean, I agree. I just don't think we're helping our case here. You know, I think, I think, um, I think they may have one on us this time. Oh, damn it! See, bottom of the barrel, bottom of the barrel, of the loop, of, of the loop. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm getting very creative in my head right now. How I'm gonna make the thumbnail for the YouTube? It's, it's gonna be Mel inside the the, the, loop. the barrel. <laughs> Dan is gonna be being sucked up by an alien. By an alien, it's oh yeah. my god! Be like Augustus Gloop in in Willy Wonka. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go up the <laughs> tube. <laughs> and you'd be Willy Wonka, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm so sorry for this episode. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just telling you, know, apologies uh, uh, aren't enough. I think, um, Listen, but... he'll show you his nipple if you want, but yeah, you know, just as left though, just as yeah, okay. left. All right, all right, okay. <laughs> All right, twenty five bucks, man. Twenty five bucks. Twenty five bucks. <laughs> He's oh, like, man. anyway, anyway. <laughs> well, man, it's a it's a yes. fucking pleasure talking to you, man. Thank you for being here. And yes. Yeah. Where can people find you? Yeah. So, um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm on Twitter at Objectively Dan. And mm. of course, um, my main project right now is hosting Truth Wanted, which is live. <laughs> Fridays at 7 p.m. Central if you want to call in, although, of course, there's recordings of every episode. And um, I've been doing some Twitch stuff recently, um, hey. trying to get that going. Um, so uh, if you want to follow me there, I'm also Objectively Dan on Twitch. So, yeah. Fuck yeah. What what games do you play on Twitch? I'm trying to finish Resident Evil 3. And okay. then I'm thinking after that, I want to try to do something crazy, like a Nuzlocke challenge of Pokemon or something. Ooh, you know, if you're familiar okay. with the Nuzlocke challenges there. I am not, cool. but I, I will watch. Cool. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Awesome. And right. of course, we want to give a shout out to our friends at Recovering From Religion, mm. recoveringfromreligion.org, and their hotline 184, I doubt it. Um. As you know, they provide amazing resources for those who are doubting their faith or deconstructing, and they need that sense of community. They provide healing and support, and they are fucking amazing. Big shout out to Dr. Daryl Ray and her friend, mm-hmm. Gail Jordan. We had to go visit mm-hmm. her and her goats. Yeah, I want to go visit her. Gail uh, is amazing. Can I tell a quick story about Gail? Are totally. we, are Fuck we yeah. Fuck, Fuck yeah. So I went to my first, um, no, it was my second atheist convention. And mm. my, my parents found out that I was there that weekend. It was in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, no. This is the whole thing. But anyway, I went there, and Gail was there, and, and I was so upset uh, at this. Gail, Gail Jordan wrote a letter to my parents telling me how much of a good young man I was and that they didn't need to worry. And let me tell you something. That woman has a heart of gold. Yes, she, she does. She is one of the most wonderful human beings I've ever had the pleasure of knowing. I'm so glad she's a part of this community. And you know what? Yes. I, I needed that at that mm-hmm. time. I really did. So shout out to Gail Jordan. Fuck yeah, Gail. Oh, oh my God. So nice. Uh, need her to adopt me. <laughs> I know. I know. She needs to be everybody's mom, like the atheist yeah. mom. I know. I know. Like she's my atheist mom. mom. <laughs> we got to meet her in person in Atlanta uh, in April. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Great hugger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's fantastic. Sweet. And of course, we wanted to remind our listeners and our viewers that we do have a merch store. If you know, you know. (laughs) There's there's no lube there, but it's close to it. Why not? Not for the first time. (laughs) Not for the first time. The first time is five five gallons of it. Buff and Mel Mel lube or something. (gasps) We should. Okay. I have ideas. Anyway, (laughs) uh, (laughs) please. (laughs) 
Please don't forget to subscribe to our channel, smash that like button, and hit the notification bell so you don't miss our new episodes. <laughs> our episodes come out on Mondays, as always, and they're still available as audio only on your preferred, you know, format. I, I guess. Mean, not format. What do you want me to say? Platform. That's Platform. the word. I, I'll just read the, the, the script from now on. Leave Fucking us a voice message rating on Spotify. <laughs> Give us five stars. <laughs> Please follow it's us very on. Enticing. Right? Uh, like, yeah. So that's, much personality. That's what I'm yeah. all about. That's what I'm about. <laughs> I'm I'm setting up an RSS feed like as you see. <laughs> He's roasting us and I like it. I fucking love it. <laughs> Please don't forget to follow us on the Twitters. Our thing is at Baffin Mel six six six. Or at Baffin Mel six six six. Mine is at Meltry Fitty and his is at Baffin Metal six six six. And of course, if you like what we do. I mean, we we kind of we kind of do, but if you would like to support us, <laughs> we have a Patreon, and we want to say a big thank you to Ron H, Savvy A, Evelyn B, and our friend Atheist Chico. What's up, Go. Chico? Chico. <laughs> also, we also want to thank our supporters on the OG Anchor. Uh, big thank you to William N and Robin M. What's yes. up? <laughs> oh, Anchor. <laughs> yeah, that's how we started. Yes. I mean, some people don't want to see our faces. They just want to listen. I mean, to I get voices. it, but you know. And if you're driving, you know, you want to listen. Just yeah. you know. we just cause a massive car pile. Up, you know, that's fine. <laughs> a literal dumpster fire. <laughs> that's what we are. <laughs> All right then. Thank you so fucking much, objectively, yes. Dan, for being here. Thank you, Thank you guys. Us. This was the best dumpster fire I've ever had the pleasure of being. I know. There's snacks. Oh. I mean, there's. Yeah. All kinds of assortments of 56 gallons of blue. The, the raccoon you know. carcass looks stunning in this oh, light. It's, uh, you've, <laughs> you've, you've done a lot of the place. I can we went all out for you, Dan. Okay. I, so I appreciate it. Appreciate that. Thank you. I'm a, I'll have you know, I'm a connoisseur of dumpster mm. fires. Don't take my compliment <laughs> lightly. Okay. We appreciate that. You heard yeah. it here, folks. We are the best at being terrible. This is being recorded. Um, <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much. Yes. And that is what the Lord wants. Amen. Amen. Amen.